0: Welcome back to Not Just Paleo. I'm your host, Evan Brand. Thanks for joining me. I just got back from one of my favorite farms called Woodland, where they have hundreds of bison that roam freely on thousands of acres. I believe it's like 1,200 acres. It's amazing. So I'm energized. Looking forward to sharing this episode with you with my new friend, Mary, who's a podcast host and also a meditation expert. So she'll take us through a guided meditation, which I think you'll really enjoy. In the meantime, you can schedule that 15-minute free call with myself back at my website. You can check out the supplement line and all of that back at the store as well. Here's the show. Hello, Mary. Welcome to the show.
1: Hi. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here.
0: So we just did a podcast together. What was that last week for your yes. show? And that was a blast. So I figured I had to get you on here so that you could tell your story. And so I could learn your story, because I don't know your full <laughs> story, how you got into being uh, a meditation expert. So where should we start?
1: Well, I think that the best place to start is to let your listeners know that You may already be starting a meditation ritual and not even realize it because usually what I find happens with people is they're going along about their lives and then they start to notice that things aren't falling together so well or they need to slow down a little bit and focus more or just maybe they're not feeling as happy as they used to feel. Whatever might be going on in their lives, they kind of feel as though they're not sure, but there's something missing. And so I think that's really where the journey for most people starts when it comes to meditation. And then they start trying different things. Maybe they start sipping tea or maybe they start listening to calming music at night before they get go to bed, or maybe they'll light a candle or do something that really takes them to a place where they can just kind of focus, be in the moment and relax. And this is really the beginning of a meditation type of ritual where you start to experience your own stillness. Because contrary to what many people may think, when you sit down to meditate, it can take a little while to feel still in your body and mind. And especially if you're brand new to meditation, it can be really difficult to even know what that stillness feels like. To even know that, oh, yeah, I am experiencing stillness right now. So with that, that's how it started for myself, with my journey. I happened to be living in Japan for five years. I got to live there and I studied all kinds of different rituals there, meditation, the Japanese tea ceremony, feng shui. It's not called feng shui there, but um, it's similar to what many people know of as feng shui. And all these different arts, and really these were arts that used some kind of medium to help you slow down. So tea is not, the Japanese tea ceremony is not really about tea. Tea is just the medium to slow you down and experience some stillness and peace. The same with ikebana, which is Japanese flower arranging.
0: Ah, now, were they, were they doing matcha tea over there? Was it just green tea? Was it specifically matcha, like the ceremonial grade stuff? What were they doing?
1: Yeah, the Japanese tea ceremony, you mix a bowl of powdered green tea. And there are many, many intricate steps to preparing that bowl of tea. There's a certain way you do it. And the preparation really starts before the tea ceremony. So during the tea ceremony, you're really in the moment and you're focused on the guest and preparing this tea. But really what the tea ceremony is about is preparing someone to that point where they can really enjoy their guest and preparing a cup of tea. So a lot of consideration goes into the kind of scroll, for example, that would be displayed in the tea room, and it would be maybe a poem about something seasonal. There'd always be seasonal flowers under the scroll, and the kinds of dishes and utensils you use are all pre-selected and considered for the guest and the tea ceremony. And it's real similar with many of the Japanese arts And I think that that's really conducive to how you set up a meditation ritual. You think about, well, where would I meditate best? Where do I kind of feel drawn to sit down and experience peace? For some people, that might be a dedicated room, if they're lucky enough to have a dedicated room to meditating. Or it might be a corner in their bedroom. And even many people I know carve out a little space in their closets because they they like to feel enclosed when they close the door and they just feel really kind of sheltered and it's a place where they're not likely to be interrupted. But you consider all these different things to kind of set the tone for your meditation and that draws you in to the ritual. And then pretty soon you start to crave it. But um As I mentioned for myself, it all started in Japan uh, when I studied a lot of these rituals. But I want to mention that when I studied these rituals, I didn't meditate at that point. I was getting to that point in my journey where I was starting to notice, oh, there are options to not, you know, having a full plate every day where, you know, I have all these different things going on and um, I never quite finish everything because I've got so much happening. And so when you get to the point where you start to notice different options and different choices for your lifestyle, that kind of draws you in. And that is, as I mentioned, where the journey often begins. And I always recommend when people meditate that they don't just sit down and try to meditate for 30 minutes, you know, in the lotus position. I really wouldn't recommend that ever. I think that the best way to start meditating is just to get used to experiencing little moments of calm throughout your day. And then it, you just build on that and you get better and better at it. It's it's like uh, if you were learning how to run and, you know, at first maybe you've really out of shape and you've never run before, so you'd um, maybe try to run around the block and you'd be exhausted and you'd feel like, oh, you know, this is just not for me. I can't even run around my block. Well... Then you break it down and you think, okay, well, let me just see if I can run to this point today. And you get used to it and then you find you have success with that. So then you stretch it a little bit longer. And some days are better than others. Some days it's really easy for you to go out running and other days you really have to push yourself through it. Well, it's the same way with meditation where you build a skill and you learn to experience stillness it doesn't always come easily
0: yeah and it's hard to do in the modern world i mean i think and this is why i was so eager to get you on the podcast about this because even in my lifetime i've seen a significant increase in the pace of life and i'm more led to believe people can't relax i look at their adrenal hormone results and people are just tanked out they're exhausted and Meditation for me is something that I've done that's really helped me to increase my energy levels too. So maybe we can talk about some of the benefits that you've seen and then maybe some of the people that you work with, what type of results there are to be expected. I think people just imagine, oh I'm just going to be relaxed or I'm just going to be magically happy from all this, but there's a lot of profound effects from digestion and all sorts of things that I've noticed improve for me.
1: That's so true. And I think that most of the research out there on meditation has been done on mindfulness meditation. And so that's a movement that's just sweeping the world right now. And what has been discovered is that, you know, this is what often draws people, especially if they're trying to improve their health, that meditation can, in fact be as effective to treat anxiety and depression as antidepressant drugs. And so one of the biggest benefits that many people notice is that they do start to use the techniques of meditation, such as breathing techniques, a visualization, even an affirmation. There are many different techniques that you can use to calm your mind and body, but these are Skills. This is an inner resource that you can tap into without taking, not always, of course, but for many people, they do get off sleep medication or reduce, you know, antidepressants, whatever they might be on. And this works because you're working more on your prefrontal lobes rather than your flight (laughs) response, uh, your fright and flight response. And so you're really essentially rewiring your brain. In fact, they say that after two weeks of consistently meditating, that you already start to notice yourself respond differently to stress. And after 60 days of meditation, you've created new neural pathways in your brain. So you're still experiencing stress. We all experience stress and that's really important. Stress can be important for us as well. But what you many meditators do on, on scans of their brain, you can see that they're still experiencing stress, but they're able to manage their response in a much better way. So they're able to pull more into the prefrontal part of their brain and not have, you know, these big explosive emotions, you know, anger and, um, that many people experience. And of course this helps to reload or reduce your blood pressure. It helps you to sleep better. It helps reduce inflammation in your body. So there are numerous health benefits, but I think that What is not often mentioned about meditation is, and this is what I notice the most, working with people and and being able to share a podcast with thousands of listeners a day, I get so many messages from people saying that their meditation ritual helps them to be more confident and empowered. Because when you get to the point where you start to notice the benefits and results and you start to feel, yeah, I don't really have to. I'm being triggered by stress, but I don't really have to respond in a negative way. I can do this or I can do that. You start to feel more empowered. And this is one of the greatest benefits that I've noticed people experience.
0: Absolutely agreed. Now I'm going to put you on the spot here. Can you talk us through a meditation, you lead, guide, which I need to ask you this, Mary, this is insane. For those of you listening, Mary does a daily podcast. And if I'm correct, looking at your numbers, you're up in the 700s of days consistently. <laughs> is that true?
1: I am pushing 800 meditations. Oh Um, my gosh. Yeah. And you know, the reason that I did that is because one of the biggest challenges for people who meditate is consistency. They just like with anything else, any other ritual you have, you know, eating well, working out, going to bed on time, all these different rituals we know are very good for us, but you know, life gets in the way sometimes. And so what I decided to do is um, create a daily meditation podcast so that people can be more consistent. Because I find that many people, especially if they're new, they like to be guided through a meditation. And so I offer a daily guided meditation on the podcast.
0: Daily is just insane, I think. But that's amazing that you can do that. So I'm really proud of you and I want to pat you on the back virtually with that because that's that's awesome. Thank you. Can you take us through?
1: Yeah, meditation? I'm happy to. So what I'd like to do is I really emphasize people not to feel intimidated by their own meditation ritual because so many people think of meditation as this high art that they have to suddenly be a certain way if they're meditating or that meditation is way too far out of their reach, they could just never do it. So I like for people to think about their meditation ritual as being a little bit rough around the edges meaning that if you are in the airport and your flight has been canceled and you need to get somewhere, you can sit there in the chair or stand or wherever you are and do a little meditation, especially using a meditation technique, which I'll guide you through in just a moment. But I think it's important to be able to meditate Right smack in the most stressful times of your day, not when everything is just perfect and you're calm and, you know, your, your kids aren't crawling all over you and everything's going well at work. So you just, you know, you can sit down and meditate. So try to pull meditation into your everyday. So this is a technique that I recommend people do because it's a researched technique. There's been a lot of research on how breathing techniques can really calm your mind and body instantly. And this is a technique mostly that you'll remember. (laughs) So there are so many techniques. Some of them can be very elaborate. So I'm going to share with you a mini guided meditation using a breathing technique. And it's so simple, and it instantly calms your mind and body, as I mentioned, and we'll do it right now. So when you are meditating, it's important to keep your spine straight. Now, I say this depending where you are on your journey, because you could lie down and meditate if that's, you know, what feels best for you. But it's great to keep you more alert and focused if you're seated in a chair or on the floor. You can use all kinds of cushions to, or pillows from your living room sofa or your bedroom to cushion the pressure points, such as your legs, so your legs don't fall asleep if you're seated on the floor. Make sure that you use a pillow to prop under your hips to take pressure off your spine. Many people have lower back pain, and when you sit this kind of, with a pillow under your hips it kind of rolls your hips forward and takes that pressure off your spine so as you're seated there go ahead and close your eyes and as your eyes are closed just keep them gently slightly elevated because this keeps your thoughts uplifted So, not in a forced way, just as if maybe you're looking at a sunset below a mountain chain. Many people refer to this as your spiritual eye, the point between your eyebrows. Relax your face and your jaw. Relax your neck and your throat. Relax your shoulders and your chest. Relax your arms and your hands. You can place your hands on your lap with your palms upward or downward. Relax your stomach and let it hang out and soften. This allows you to oxygenate your entire body giving yourself a full diaphragmatic breath. Relax your hips and your thighs. Soften your knees. Relax your calves and your feet. And now notice your breath as it flows in your body as you inhale through your nose and flows out of your body as you exhale through your nose. Inhaling and exhaling through your nose helps to keep your breath calm. Now, this is a technique you can do Anytime you experience fear, self-doubt, stress, sleepless nights, anxiety, you can do this technique. Inhale and exhale through your nose, three long, deep breaths. We can do it together. So inhale through your nose, bringing your breath upward, really feeling it expand throughout your body, oxygenating all your body cells. And when it feels right, exhale through your nose, releasing tension, fears, self-doubt. Let them go. Inhale again through your nose, a nice, long, even breath. Feel the cool, refreshing air. And when it feels right, exhale through your nose, not letting your breath rush out, just releasing it nice and evenly. And once more, inhale through your nose, a nice deep breath, bringing your breath inward and upward, really oxygenating your body. And when it feels right, exhale through your nose, releasing your breath evenly letting go of any tension and just notice how you feel. Enjoy these beautiful sensations you've created. So that is your technique. I actually shared two different techniques with you there.
0: I'm ready to take a nap in a hammock.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, as you can hear, um, my dog is barking in the background. And I was kind of glad that that happened because, as I mentioned, meditation can be interrupted. But, oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to close yeah, or yeah, do stop him. You Just do. Moments. hold fine. on. Fine. Oh, I'm so sorry. I hope you can edit that part out. Oh, you're fine.
0: <laughs> I'll probably leave it in because it's funny. I like it. <laughs>
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, your dog can bark and jump on you. Your children can climb all over you. All these things can happen, but you can still manage your response to these stresses that we just don't often have control over
0: absolutely well that's a great lesson i mean what happens a lot of times is people are exposed to these stressors and we have the ability to fight them we have the ability to try to run we have the ability to just cope with it so i think this is a good lesson in coping with these things that come into life and it's a great lesson so i really appreciate that mary that was awesome you've convinced me that i've had this idea in my mind that i've wanted to do a health retreat of some sort like a nature-based retreat there's a couple of cool places where we can be immersed in thousands of acres of of woods that i've been looking into and you will be the meditation instructor if you (laughs) accept the opportunity i get when when if if and when this happens you will be you will be the teacher for our for our retreat without a doubt
1: thank you i would be honored that is awesome.
0: So what got you into this? I mean, you talked about going into, going over to Japan and, and studying there, but there had to be some type of, of bug in your mind that led you to want to go to Japan, want to study meditation. Was there like a, a big stressful event? Was there something that was impacting your health? Was there like a, a turning point or a breaking point where you realized, look, I need to, to do something about this?
1: Yes, there definitely was. So when I was in Japan, uh, that was the beginning of my journey, and I didn't actually meditate then. I just was soaking it in and getting used to all these different ways to slow down and be more in the moment. And when uh, we actually moved back to the States, and um, I had a baby, <laughs> and then I had another one, and so I had Two sons, and um I what my first son just did not sleep well, and he he is so calm now that he's older, but when he was a child, he just didn't sleep, and I struggled, I had just intense insomnia, and um my adrenals were just shot, <laughs> and I was just sick all the time, and I wasn't really doing well. Here I was a mom and um, I just was under so much uh, stress from lack of sleep. And so um, it was really a difficult time. And I knew I needed to do something. I didn't want to um, rely on any medication. And so I... Was living in Portland, Oregon at the time, and meditation is really mainstream there. And so I uh, got involved in uh, meditation. I remember taking the meditation class, and I would, um, they would do a little meditation at the beginning of the class, and then they'd talk about meditation, and it was fascinating, and they'd share some really useful information. And then at the end of the class, they would meditate well i would always show up late to miss the meditation and then i would enjoy the uh program the course that they were teaching and then at the end of that course i would always leave so that i would avoid the meditation at the end so pretty soon i realized that if i needed if i was going to start You know, calming down and sleeping better and managing my response to stress. I needed to do the meditation part. I couldn't just know about all these great concepts. That I actually needed to sit down and show up and do do it. But when I was in this course, and I've heard this um, a lot of times from different meditation classes. And I cringe when I hear it, they were saying, you have to sit for a certain amount of time. Otherwise you're not really meditating. And I just found it so hard to even sit for five minutes. So I I went through the course. It was, um, a pretty intensive 16 week course. And, uh, I went through the course. I really enjoyed it, but still wasn't meditating. So then I, um, just started to experiment and do my own thing. I'd sit for a few minutes and I would do certain meditation techniques like the breathing technique I guided you through or the um, total body relaxation technique. I also guided you through that where you relax different areas of your body where you might harbor stress, where most people carry their stress. And I would do it throughout the day. And I just didn't have a chance to do meditation without being interrupted. And so I just started meditating and, you know, doing something that would help me manage stress throughout my day. And so, really, what I share every single day on the podcast, I guide you through a meditation, but I always share a different meditation technique that's customized around a weekly theme. So I think many people just sit down and, you know, they just sit down randomly and they don't know what to think, what they should be doing. Their mind wanders. They don't know how to calm their minds. And so when you do meditation techniques, they, to me, are invaluable because they help you to transition from what you were doing before you sat down to meditate to that place of peace or stillness, and it can take a little while to get there. So when you do a breathing technique or maybe a visualization or total body relaxation, this helps you to ease into your meditation. And you're so much more likely to actually sit longer and meditate when you've been prepped. You know, it's so hard to just sit down smack boom, out of your busy day, pull yourself away and instantly be meditating. So that's why I like to share meditation techniques. And I found that was really the only thing that worked for me at that time. And even now where I don't have um, the stresses I had earlier, I'm able to meditate so much better when I do a technique.
0: That's awesome. So how often do you meditate and how often do you recommend daily at minimum? Is that just a five minute exercise like we just did? If, if that's daily, is that sufficient in, in your opinion?
1: Yeah, I think that, um, they show that, you know, 15 minutes, I've read 10 minutes I've read, you know, these are all from noted publications, but I think if you can meditate for 10 or 15 minutes, that is the point. If you do it consistency, consistency is the key. It's really not, oh, you know, every weekend I sit down and have an hour meditation. That's not as effective at training your brain, creating these new neural pathways as consistently meditating every day for even five, 10 minutes at a time. And so I think that If you can do it daily, that helps to keep you more consistent. If you can do it at the same time, that's going to pretty soon create a pattern in your life where you're starting to expect, oh yeah, okay, this is when I'm usually meditating and you'll start to train yourself to meditate at a certain time. That's really important. The consistency, trying if you can to meditate at the same time, morning and evening And in the afternoon, those are the times where our body naturally pauses. Where when we wake up in the morning, it's a little bit quieter. Everybody's energy, you know, in the world around you hasn't, you know, started and you're able to focus a little bit better in the morning. And it also helps you to really focus on what you want to accomplish throughout the day. And then in the afternoon, when you are getting ready to have lunch we naturally feel inclined to take a pause and also in the evening as the sun is setting or at night before you go to bed these are times when even the earth outside you can feel a little hush you can feel you know or you can notice the insects and animals start to um, switch as well and so These are very good times to meditate and do it consistently.
0: That's great. Yeah, I noticed that myself. If I wake up and do it, I'm good. If I skip it, it doesn't happen. Then (laughs) then in the evening, I come back, I'm trying to make up for what I skipped out on in the morning. So that's awesome. Now, you've led several different excursions, different journeys, whether it was anxiety-focused meditation, etc. Have you done any specific ones for just the like scarcity mindset like there's a lot of abundance talk in the meditation world like living with abundance and things like that and i just wondered if you've done any of that has it helped you has it changed the way you feel about things because i feel like a lot of us if we're stuck in that fight or flight mode people get into that scarcity mindset it's like how you see people fighting over the last case of water bottles (laughs) at the grocery store if there's like a natural disaster coming things like that
1: yeah, that's a great question. So I've done over maybe um, maybe almost 150 different topics weekly series where we focus on a topic each week. And I did about three weeks ago. I did an abundance meditation series, and what was unique about that is uh, many people were expecting um, meditation techniques and guided meditations where you know, oh, you're going to get more, you're going to learn how to get rich, or you're going to learn how to, you know, get all these things. And actually, the series was all about abundance. The The definition of abundance is really focusing on what you already have rather than acquiring more. And it's this sense where you feel that I was talking about, where you feel empowered and self assured and confident you don 't feel as though you need anything outside yourself to help yourself, and so an abundance mindset is you ha- everything you need is within you that 's actually the affirmation we used for that week every monday i I share an affirmation, and that was the affirmation we used um, everything I need is within me and there have even been Uh, there was a group of Harvard neuroscientists and they ran an experiment um, and there were 16 people who did an eight-week mindfulness course and they were using guided mindfulness meditations and they integrated, which is what I like to do with techniques, they integrated the mindfulness into their everyday activities. So at the end of it, they, they ran MRI scans and it showed that the gray matter, which the part of your brain that helps you improve your ability to concentrate and learning and memory, you know, it helps regulate your moods and that this, those um, frontal volumes of gray matter was larger in the hippocampal area. So This is seen in many long-time meditators, and it doesn't take long to start seeing those results, but it's interesting because in this area of your brain, this is where you have a stronger sense of self. You have a better perspective, and besides the health benefits, which are amazing, I feel like that is even perhaps more important because when you get to that point where you feel As though you are living in abundance because you have everything you need within you and that you're resourceful if you need anything extra, then you start to honor yourself. So you start to take better care of your health, your relationships improve, you have better focus, and all the other pieces in your life seem to fall together.
0: That's amazing. Yeah, I know the whole brain part is just mind-blowing to me. This is something I wish would be implemented in all of the nursing homes around the country. Think of our older generation just rotting away in these nursing homes. If they had a meditation teacher like you there, I mean, (laughs) that's what you should do. You should make a video course, if you haven't already, of meditation, and then you can sell it for $500,000 each to a nursing home.
1: (laughs) I'm going to get on that right away after this call. <laughs> no, but what you said is so important. Um, really, meditation helps people with loneliness as well uh, because of this sense of you have everything you need. It's it's the way you perceive abundance. You don't feel as though you need extra or that um you you need something outside of yourself or you need help or you're helpless you feel very very confident and you really honor yourself i think that's the best way to describe it is that you honor yourself so you know you're going to take great care of yourself and then of course i think that extends to other people and the environment the whole world around you you start to Um, honor the environment more, honor people more. It's really a beautiful ritual.
0: That's great. Well, we're running out of time, but I wanted you to tell people about the podcast. I talked about it a little bit so they can get it on iTunes. If they Google your name, Mary Meckley, and they type in podcast, they'll find it. If you type in daily meditation podcast, you'll find it. It's on Stitcher as well, and they can get access to all of these shows. And then on your website, which, how do you pronounce that? Is it sipandom.com?
1: Yeah, my website is um, called Sip, just like sipping tea, Sip and ohm. Oh,
0: I see dot it com.
1: <laughs> Yeah, because um, it. Sip, you know, it for me, it started with sipping tea, and I'll be selling herbal teas because I, I do share on the podcast every Friday a different herb that can also benefit you um, in a particular way like a meditation technique. You know, herbs are so powerful and many people are afraid of trying herbs. Of course, you should always respect the herbs you you might be sipping, but um, that's why my website is called Sip, S-I-P, and Om, O-M. So it's the tea and the meditation. I customize, I'll be customizing meditations for the different teas I offer. But um, yeah, you can find it there. I'm also on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, And I'd love to, uh, yeah, connect with your listeners.
0: Awesome. Well, there's no excuse. There's too many places that you can access Mary's stuff. So you find find your best method and go there and check out the website. Mary has several different programs and tools and meditation quests that you can embark on. I know, see, even just the thought of it, telling people there's a little bit of resistance that pops up. And I can just sense it. I can sense that when people (laughs) hear that, they're going to say, well... Oh, gosh, I'm just, can I wait? I'll, I'll do it when the kids go back to school or whatever. There's n no, and Mary, tell me if I'm wrong. There's no better time to start than now with this practice.
1: It was only successful for me when I first started. It's what got me doing it. It was when it was the most stressful time of my life where I was the unhealthiest. I was down. I was out. And uh, that's really what uh, pulled me back together.
0: So you could wait until you hit rock bottom or you could start today.
1: <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Many options.
0: Yeah. And a lot of people do do the first. They they wait. And same thing for the people that I work with. They'll wait until they have so many symptoms that it's just overwhelming. Then they have to get help. I encourage you, if you are overall feeling healthy and well, then this is the next step to really crank up and optimize your health. So. Mary thank you for your time and thanks for taking us through that meditation that was awesome I really look forward to staying connected with you and I'd love to have you back and take us through another one sometime
1: thank you so much Evan I really enjoyed it it was really a pleasure well take care you too bye-bye bye
0: thanks for tuning in if you made it to the end of this show then I want to reward you so thank you I'm offering a 10% discount on any and all supplements. If you have not heard me talk about it, I don't talk about it too often, really. I don't really push it or do a hard sell or anything of my supplement line. But I do have a full supplement line that's professional grade. I use a professional healthcare company that manufactures my product. So it's practitioner grade. And you can use the coupon code SUMMER. S-U-M-M-E-R, the season and my daughter's name. You can use that coupon code at checkout once you visit my store at notjustpaleo.com. You can get 10% off any and all supplements. That's going to be valid until this Sunday. So today I'm talking to you on Wednesday, June 29th. That will exist until Sunday and then I probably won't do a coupon again for a while. Thanks for your support. If you'd like to schedule a 15 minute free call with myself, let's talk about your health symptoms, your health goals. I want you to be able to go enjoy yourself this summer and not be ridden with fatigue. I'm working with a lot of people lately that have blasto infections, a lot of parasites showing up. I saw six last week, and all of these people primarily. Manifested as fatigue and maybe some mood swings, irritability, some gut symptoms, things like that. So it's very common. I did not think that blasto was was so common, but I'm seeing it more and more. So get yourself checked out. Even if you feel well, it's still a good idea to run some testing on yourself once a year. And you can buy those tests directly through the store. We can send those to you. Or if you'd rather work with me and talk about your test, then we can do that as well all that's back at the website not just paleo.com i'll talk with you next week take good care bye bye